Here we are back at it through BBS Radio Online. Happy Sunday to you all. This is the Sunday morning with the Elohim. This is a simulcast with a conference call. We have a bunch of people on the phone line. I thank you all for being here. And let's see what's going to happen this morning. As Debbie Brown, she hasn't been well for a while now, and uh, she might take the day off. So let's see if she's going to appear or not. We will know here shortly. Again, we appreciate your presence. This is a two-hour show. And we wait for a winner for him to present himself shortly. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi. It's Bonnie. Hello, Bonnie. Welcome, Bonnie. Hello. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tija. Hi. And the next caller joined in. Happy Sunday to you. Please share name and location. Hi, hi, and everyone. Shirley from Ohio. Hello, Hello Shirley. Shirley. Hello. Hi, Shirley. All right. And if you just joined in on BPS Radio, we cannot hear you, we cannot see you, but we appreciate you. Are we on the air? Welcome to the next caller on the, on the phone line. Thank you for being here. Appreciate name and location. Okay. Thank you. See you later. Bye. Yeah, positive greetings, hi, from Sedona. It's Raiden. Welcome, Raiden. Hi, Raiden. Thank you. Raiden, hi. Hi. This is Judy. Hi, Judy. All right. Yes, we are here. Yeah. Are we ready? We can barely hear you, man. Okay, yeah. Are we ready? Yes, we are. Are you ready, Wim? Are we on? Are we on BBS? We are on BBS, and okay. a welcome Hi. Eminem in Nebraska. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Mary. Good to have you, Mike. Hi, Eminem. Good All right. All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Today it is. May 29th. Here we go, Wynn. The recording has started. This is May 29th, 2022. Wynn and Terry in Sedona. Terry, are you there? Wynn in Sedona. <laughs> she has not called in yet. Okay. Okay, well... You know, I, I am here, but I'm on mute. Okay. Terry wants to take 
Hey, Barry. A day off from channeling today. Um, and we were going to do a session on this miracle that happened. I don't know if it's a miracle. It is a miracle, yeah. Uh, but she wants to rest. She's on the line. I don't think she's going to do the healing list, but we'll go through the healing list knowing that our sources are listening. And I am going to play today, and I have been wanting to replay this for a long time anyway. As far as I'm concerned, it's a historic kind of session we did. And it was on May 5th of last year. And some of you may have heard it, but it's good to hear it a second time. I've been wanting to hear it a second time. It's been in the back of my mind to like, uh, um, you know, I never know what's going to come through on these things. And um, we start out and we just ended up in, as far as I'm concerned, one of the most amazing sessions we have ever done. And it was, well, I'm starting at the channeling, so I'll give a little introduction to it now when we start. It was a session with the Ra group. And, you know, over the years, there have been many indications of the Ra group's connected to Je- connection to Jesus. And also that the Ra group was part of the population of the planet Venus half a million years ago or so. <clears throat> and at that time, Venus went through a shift similar to what we're going through on this planet. And according to the raw material, of course, the raw material is the material from Carla Rucker. 20% of the population of Venus graduated, which was about 6 million people. And 80% continued in third density experience somewhere. And the part of the, group, the, the the percentage that graduated teamed together on the other side and was dedicated to helping other planetary populations graduate. And that is all from the raw material, from Carla Ruckert's material. And um, the raw group played some major roles in our planet. 
and one of them was an intervention in Egypt where they actually manifested bodies that people could see. And another one had to do with Jesus. And they were extremely involved in the bringing through of Jesus in this realm. Now, you know, it's not important to believe that. Consider it as a possibility, particularly if you come from a Christian background. Somebody might say, you know, we're, Jesus is the Son of God. You know what? We're all the children of God. We are all the children of God. Every one of us has the one infinite creator in us. and um, But we don't know it. We have a hard time accessing that. And um, so on this session with Ra as Jesus, let me see here. I'm just setting it all up here to play it back. In this session with Ra, I'm Ra as Jesus, I'm sorry, Ra talking about Venus, there were amazing things that came through that have never come through or been revealed anywhere about the Ra group. And... Um, I'm going to do a replay of that right now. And uh, let's see. And then when it's over, we're going to go to the healing list. And we can be sure that our sources will be energetically paying attention to that. But unless Terry changes her mind, which he might, and um, they're not going to comment, and we're just going to go through the list, okay, for today. And Derry deserves a vacation, okay? Um, I'm just queuing this up here. Okay, and here we go. Now, when I start to play this, I'm going to have to fast forward it to go right to the channeling. So, here we go. This is September 5th, 2021, Sunday morning with the Elohim, a liaison made with a particular card and the dense, another density that was creating reality in this density, that Venus became a fourth density planet realm of life on Venus. I don't believe so. I may be... Question. I sometimes have difficulty 
in getting you, might say, a foothold into... Let me just say, I'm reading a little bit of the raw material on Ra on Venus in the background of Ra, and then it's going to go into the channeling in a few minutes. What I am looking for in trying to seek out the metaphysical principles behind our physical illusion. Could you give me an example of the amount of gravity in third density conditions at the surface of the planet Venus, would it be greater or less than Earth? Ra. The gravity, shall we say, the attractive force, which we also describe as the pressing outward force towards the Creator, is greater spiritually upon the entity you call Venus due to the greater degree of success shall we say, at seeking the Creator. This point only becomes important when you consider that when all of creation in its, infin in its infinity has reached a spiritual gravitational mass of sufficient nature, the entire creation infinitely coalesces the light seeking and finding its source and thus ending the creation and beginning a new creation, much as you consider the black hole, as you call it, with its conditions of infinitely great mass at the zero point, which no light may be seen as it has been absorbed. Question, would it be possible to take one of the people at that time from our planet and place him on Venus? Would he survive? Were conditions, uh, it was inaudible. Ra, the third density conditions are not hospitable to the life forms of your people. And talking about the third density, Venus, I guess, we would not be able to survive there. But the fifth and sixth dimensions of that planet sphere are quite conducive to growing, learning, and teaching. So Venus, I would assume, even right now, has fifth and sixth dimensions to it. And here's another question. What was Ra's average total population incarnate on Venus in third density? The number. Ra. We were a small population which dwelt upon what you would consider difficult conditions. Our harvest was approximately six million. 500,000. Now, harvest means how many people graduated um, Venus. There were approximately 32 million mind-body-spirit complexes 
repeating the third density elsewhere. Okay, so I wanted to just read a little bit of that to give you a feeling for the Ra Group's connection to Venus. And we're going to talk to them now, as long as they are okay with that. If they may say, we don't want to talk about that, I'll have to regroup. Because I didn't ask them. And uh, but I think they'll enjoy talking about it. And... Um, and this is the same Roblo that was speaking through Carla Rucker to Don Elkins when he was asking these questions in the early 1980s. Now, when I say it was the same, I'm sure it was the same because it was the Roblo. But I would suspect that we have a different grouping. In other words, it wasn't the entire rock group. There was there was always a group that would form that would work with a particular group in this realm that was talking to them, and then it would be a different group later. Uh, it wouldn't be the same group, or it would be unlikely. It could be, but unlikely. So we're going to start. I'm going to do an invocation. And then we're going to start asking questions about this. And this is good. You know, historically, I don't believe there's any historical acknowledgement in our realm of life on Venus. I don't believe so. I may be wrong. But we're going to find information out about our solar system that has never been in this realm before. And so agree to talk about it. So here we go. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person on this line, each person on BBS radio, and each person who listens to a replay. We invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. And we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And do we have our sources present? Yes, we bid you in the left side of the one infinite creator uh, come directly to each and every one of you. We don't come through the telephone line. That is where the voice comes from. And we relay uh, concepts. We are connected with Jerry, and we relay concepts to her, and she puts them into words, and then that comes over the telephone line or through the radio. And it is our sacred moment in time, our joy, when we are able to connect with you. And we are more, at this point, oriented towards 
the Ra group, we call their Sofran as we are an aspect of the Ra group and an aspect of the Elohim group. Right now we are reading more toward the Ra group in percentage of uh, contact with you at this time as this is where the vibrations have led. Do you have questions? Yes. Well, you heard what I was, I was reading from the material that the rock group um, spoke through Carla Rucker. Yes. And are we having the same members of the rock group present now, or are you different? As what came to Carla, we are the aspect of vibration of the raw group, it is more um, of the nature that is more easily connected to the Elohim group. So it is a, um, a slightly um, different vibration. And uh, some of the members are the same, but some of the members are of a nature that uh, we're not connected at that time, although are more connected with call, which is the other group that uh, Carla ended up channeling. Okay. Well, thank you for being here with us. And when I was reading that, I read something that uh, I never caught my attention before. It said that... Um, I'm very aware that the Ra group came to Earth during the time of Egypt, and they manifested light bodies, and they walked amongst the people trying to teach and heal in that time, which was 10,000 years ago, which was an early lifetime of Edgar Cayce, named Ra-Ta. Am I accurate there? Yes. Okay. That is correct. And um, in what I just read, it said you came from Venus to Earth. As you went up into the dimensions, as you graduated into the fourth density and the fifth density, were you still on Venus or in the uh, energy field of Venus as you graduated? Yes, we were. However, at graduation, uh, there was a, a change of energy. And we, as the graduated group, were no longer uh, on uh, in the energy field of Venus. Okay. You were no longer on the energy field uh, at all? I mean, in other words... In the energy field of Venus, although it strongly influenced us. But Venus became a fourth-density planet, correct? There was a division of souls between those on Venus and those that were... Uh, 
um, moved into a, a different third density planet. Or it was, they moved into a third density situation. In other words, Venus no longer supported third density. Venus moved more towards first density. First density. First density. Venus moved more towards first density. Did you say first density? Yes. Rocks, air, right. water, fire. So, the, so there was no physical population there, right? It moved in that direction. I mean, no human They... The human population uh, some were moved to other planets and some were um, put in suspension waiting as they desired to wait for Venus to repopulate. Are they still there? Some of them are still waiting, yes. And in that position, time doesn't seem such a long time, right? In other words, this whole epic happened with Venus. I'm not sure this is correct, but I thought I remembered a half a million years ago. Time is not the same as... Um, you will recall instances in the channeled raw material that we came to your planet 11,000 years ago and 18,000 years ago. Uh, we had brought spacecraft. Um, so uh, there has been this recent, more recent change in uh, the planet Venus. Um, where it has been, time has been turned back. That is why uh, the, there is this difference in time between time being uh, two and a half billion years ago, where it's talked about the planet uh, as being in that state, uh, and then moving forward again from the reversal of time area. So are you saying that the period of time when the Ra group graduated, if we were going by Earth time, the passing of time on our planet, would have been, you say, a million and a half years? The, the time given in the raw material, which also is meaningless in relationship to our time, is two and a half billion years ago, but the time uh, in, in what it would be meaningful connected to our time would be about 11,000. 
years. I see. So the two and a half million years would be in reference to Earth time. Yes. Okay. And now, and I'm not sure I understand it correctly, but as I understood in the raw material, it was indicated that Venus became a fourth-density planet, and you seem to just indicate yes, it that did. it was a first-density planet. After um, it was turned back in time to have a brief part after the graduation, uh-huh. to clear it and have a brief part. That is why the scientists, when they look at it, do not understand its smoothness because of its age. It should be more pockmarked. It is because time mm-hmm. was turned back for the planet. Was there a reason, like, we know that in Mars, you know, there's in devastations on planets where the the, pop, the planetary populations were even destroyed, like on Maldek. And M- Mars had a different kind of destruction of its population. The air, air culture was pulled, and it was no longer viable for, <laughs> um, for density beings to exist. Now, did that happen... The natural evolution, or was there something that someone did to cause that? It was a war. It, it was a war. A war between the Venetians and another, uh, between the Venetians and the Venetians, uh, a planetary war or an interplanetary war? We're talking war? about Mars, is that correct? Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking, I didn't, no, I was talking about Venus, actually. I mentioned no. Mars. Um, yes, uh, we were seeing that uh, Mars um, uh, during a um, conflict, he had your cover pulled, and so no longer was available to um, air breathing humans. Now, when you refer to planet being turned back to a first-density planet, were you referring yes. to Venus or Mars? Venus? Venus. Venus. And did something happen on Venus that didn't allow it to support life? 3D life. It was an experiment in turning back time uh, to see if people, third density beings, that he had not graduated, um, could be uh, reset to an earlier time and then develop the clean slate. Mm-hmm. It has not really worked that well. Mm-hmm. Was the Venetian population very advanced technologically? 
They were. They were. And did they have yes. different countries? Yes. There was different, uh, say, continents, which and were of a different di- composition. Yeah. Did they have different languages? Or did the countries interact more more um, cohesively than countries do in our planet? I, as your planet is, there were different groups. Your planet, uh, he has done an experiment in in bringing in um, remainder of planet. Uh, a number of pl- different planetary groups uh, that did not make graduation and have brought them brought to Earth to re-experience their density. And there are so many different groups from so many different planets. They, they are very... Um, diverse culturally and have a very hard time harmonizing with each other because of the um, diversity of of platforms. Mm-hmm. I've heard that many times before, but thank you for sharing it. So the, the Chinese are from a different planet, right? Or a different place? Yes, yes. And Chinese, the people from Norway, the people from Africa, different areas of Africa, the Indians, they're all from different places. The red skin, yellow skin, which would be the Chinese. Hi. Now, were, were they, they, were not, they were all moved here at different times, correct? Yes. And and, and they have mostly most of these uh, people here now have had a different experience on a different planetary system and have not graduated uh, and then are doing their density again. But then you have another whole class of people, which are the wanderers, which have come in to help to provide some consistency and some guidance, which have mostly, due to the bail being so thick on your planet, have mostly uh, forgotten why they are here, but they still have this impetus to help people. Mm-hmm. And they are service I mean, to others. Most of the people on our calls... I think, are wanderers, the people that are attracted to this work. Not everybody, but many. Okay. And so there was a, there was a session we did a long time ago where it said the people on Earth that wouldn't didn't graduate would be moved like paper dials to another planet somewhere to continue their third density experience. So does that yes, mean Yes, and then no the Earth would be, move on into 
fourth uh, density, which uh, much of it has now, there are still hangers on from third density, and there's negative fourth density that are 95% service to self. So this is some of the diversity that is being played out now as the energies are very strong and it is harder for people to hide their shadow side. So they are becoming more true to themselves and you are seeing a, a separation of people as people are being more honest about where they are coming from. Mm-hmm. Now, this was predicted, even in the original raw material, I believe. Yes. This totally was something coming towards graduation. Yes. And was the veil that we have on our planet put up as a occur as a, a result of natural evolution, or was it put in intentionally by some group? They work together. Natural evolution and intention? came together. Pardon? Mm-hmm. There was an intention to put a veil here. Yeah? The people who did not graduate in their other situations. One of the problems and reasons they did not graduate is because they carried with them a thicker veil. And when you put all those people together uh, in consensus reality, they carry a bigger bigger veil. So it was the way that the natural order came together. And how did the people get here from all these other areas? Did they were they physically moved here in spaceships? Where they were? Well, some of them came in spaceships, some of them outposts, and then uh, spirits uh, from that area simply joined as spirits can travel uh, between Green dimensions and can travel uh, between locations without the necessity of spaceships. Okay. They followed their group. Mm-hmm. And so there must have been big armadas of spaceships coming here to carry all these populations. Yes. Well, it, uh, at, at earlier times, very, very earlier times, there were armadas and spaceships, and this was chosen as, since it wasn't in an outpost, it was it's at the edge of the galaxy, it was chosen by the Galactic Federation to have a uh, space a series of spaceports where um where the spaceships of the Great Federation could bring souls here from other planets. Mm-hmm. It was not entirely 
in end of a cycle um, endeavor, however. But was there any attempts? Go ahead. Go ahead. Any, I was just going to ask, was there any attempt to create cooperation between these divergent races as they would come together on Earth. In other words, there was groups bringing Chinese people, groups bringing Caucasian people, groups bringing African people. Did they just settle on the land that was available and say, this is ours? Or was there any cooperation amongst these groups trying to create some semblance there was an effort to um, bring them to demand that was resonate with, resonated with their needs and their uh, past uh, experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, did Venus have a service to self-group, a contingency there? Yes. And how did that group manifest? Individually, as a in, uh, being would uh, emerge into the third density, in according to the lessons that they were desirous of learning, uh, then it's their natural inclination uh, in survival and desire for survival was so strong that it would bring. Um, Emphasis on that beyond service to others and taking advantage of service to others, that individual would be placed in a service to self category if it was um, larger, say, than 51% of his endeavor. And then as he would um, progress, he could become more and more a service Self uh, and and others would develop along the lines as they had other different experiences and desires and goals to be service to others, particularly the wanderer group. Mm-hmm. Did Did Venus have ways of life that we could relate to? Like, did they have entertainment, television, music? Um, Yes, they did. They had entertainment. They had community goals. It was, if you take a look at the tarot, the first uh, part of the tarot, not the minor, but the major arcana, this would describe uh, pretty much life um, as it was available to different people. On Venus, you can find out much about life on Venus by studying the major arcana, not the minor arcana. The minor arcana was developed uh, in the mid-ages when times were very, very difficult and people needed some hope. And this further described situations in life um, on planet Earth, but the major arcana 
were were major uh, sections of uh, the civilization. It described major uh, sections of life on Venus. Mm-hmm. Now, was the population of Venus indigenous to the planet, or did they come from, uh, you know, way in the past, uh, from other places well, to populate was, Venus? There, there was an effort to... One of the things that developed on Venus was Christ consciousness, and there was an effort... Uh, to promote the Christ consciousness to other planets. There was connection mm-hmm. and communication and travel between other planets. This does not happen so much on the Earth's planet because your planet is in quarantine, uh, because it, the nature of uh, the lessons, the the uh, that the Earth uh, is experiencing in its people, uh, they have been quarantined uh, from uh, the uh, contact with the rest of uh, the uh, galaxy uh, travelers and uh, endeavors that communication, and uh, Earth is the experiment where they are developing, uh, according to their free will, uh, according to their choices, and they have a choice. Uh, they can uh, choose the sort of self-path, and they can become very selfish and with a closed heart, and uh, everything for them and taking from others to give them energy and other people to be their battery and the non-elite to the, uh, the battery or, or the slaves of the elite. Uh, these are lessons that uh, the Earth's uh, population are uh, attempting to align themselves with what side are they on. Uh, so this is a great experiment, and it is a very difficult planet. So, I would were there populations existing both on Earth and Venus at the same time in history? Yes, yes, and Mars, were. Mars as well. Yes, there were. Yes, and also male death many thousands of years ago. Yeah, and and Venus was involved in interplanetary um, uh, transport travel. Yes. Yes, and they were exporting uh, the um, uh, missionaries moving out from Venus. Uh, to teach to other planets the, the um, Christ consciousness. And you were learning Earth. the Christ consciousness. Yes, and you were learning the Christ consciousness from the oversoul that Venus had 
that was doing yes interacting yeah interacting with Venus similar to the ways that you interact with our planet yes and we interact with other planets too mm-hmm mm-hmm and did you express the Christ consciousness in a religious way, in a belief way, similar to the, the attempts to express it here? What were the forms that it was expressed as you were attempting um, your missionary work? Uh, similar to uh, the works of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so you were doing... an individual out that could be a teacher and mm-hmm. has very long life and teach people about um, how when they would express the Christ consciousness and would work in harmony with the groups, the groups did better, they related better, they lived longer. Uh, mm-hmm. they, were, they experienced love that they yearn for, that all beings yearn for, but how to make that available within their uh, society and within mm-hmm. their family groups and with their interactions yeah. with each other and their training of children. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus uh, on Venus? Was he... A Venetian at one point? He, he had lifetimes on Venus, yes. He trained okay. on Venus, yes. Even as Jesus, he trained on Venus. Well, he had different names. Yeah. But, he did um, not call it Venus. Jesus, and they did not call it the Christ consciousness. They did not call it Christianity. Mm-hmm. Christmas mm-hmm. would be another name. Christos, yes. And so the Venetians were were very advanced metaphysically and spiritually and um not everyone. And, not everyone. Mm-hmm. They had their service to self individuals that were trying very hard to take everything that belonged to the uh service to other group and they figured the service to other groups to just be great prey because the service to others just seemed to be so giving that uh, they, were, they could be deceived. Mm-hmm. Now, this is so, thank you so much for sharing this with us. This is really, really amazing information of how all this works. And I understand that Mars was majoritively warlike in service to self. Is that true? Well, there was a particular group. Um, I don't hear Terry now. We don't hear you. We don't hear you, Terry. 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 Terry, we lost you. Sounds like your hands on the microphone or something. Hello? I'm, I'm listening. I, I, I'm on the Hi. line. Okay, Hello? you're better now. 
Yeah, you're okay, better. well, I put it on speakerphone, but I came out of trance. It was kind of important, I think, what was being said. Okay, so I, let, so I ask the question again? Uh, I don't think I... We're talking, I, about, I, we're talking about Mars. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm back in it, okay, yeah. Uh, Mars said a significant portion, right, called a, a growing portion of reptilians. And the reptilians, uh, he behold different code of behavior than the other groups. Uh, and they, uh, they began to, uh, there began to be wars against between the two groups. Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, the, the people on Mars, similar uh, groups with kings and queens and rulers and uh, lessons being learned in the third density uh, society and then the uh, reptilians moved in and began to increase and grow, and they have a whole different code of behavior uh, and ethics. Like they do not. Um, if a person is in fear, then uh, the the reptilians consider this to be a great weakness. Mm-hmm. Now, did the Martians ever attack Venus? Did they? Ever- did Venus ever get into war with other planetary cultures? Venus was pretty, uh, because of the um, uh, population within the uh, Christ consciousness, Venus uh, was very careful about getting into war with other civilizations. The, the free will of the training of our group, of the law group, the, the, the free will uh, would, a great population of, of believing in free will uh, on uh, Venus um, made it more of a peaceful uh, uh reaching out and promoting education where it was needed and wanted. So they did not get into war. Were there there opposing or different religious groups on Venus besides the Christos? Christos? Um... Would you repeat that again? I, I'm uh, losing the connection a little bit here. Were there different, were there other religions, religious formats or spiritual formats on Venus, aside from the Christ consciousness one? Or were uh, there other there... forms of, conflicting forms of Christ consciousness, different, like in this planet? You know, there's different religions that are all based on Jesus. Um, there were some variations. Some variations, yes. 
But they, but they weren't. Not, com- they didn't compete with it, each other. To some degree, they tried to. Would you call prostitutes? There, a group, or there was some of that. A little bit. Okay. And what? Would, how did the economy of Venus work? Was there some form of money? Was it based on? Uh, precious metal? Was there gold and stuff there? It was totally different. The, um, the, the economy. Uh, it was like a lot based upon uh, a system of points where one contributed to the society. See, it seems just they would contribute something and they for their contribution, they would get so many points, and each contribution would bring them more points, and then people would be able to trade points. For if she had, had twenty-four thousand points, and she needed a, a dozen of eggs, uh, then uh, she could uh, go to uh, a, someone that uh, had eggs and. Uh, wanted to uh, give up the eggs for exchange of so many points, and then that person would get so many, the farmer would get so many points into his basket. So it's like a trading of uh, points that people earn by the things that they contribute. And it was not only uh, physical things, but you could contribute spiritual of readings for people, like the tarot, and then you could get 100 points, say, for a reading. And was it was it all done by computers? Yes, there were computers that would figure this, and there were a system of uh, hand counts to a double-check systems. Not only computers, but a, a double-check system uh, where the individual had books and they would keep track of their points, and then there would be a tally to uh, see a correlation to see, make sure everyone was there. Was there, was there much corruption on this? Well, when within the uh, crystals communities, uh, things were pretty ethical, and uh, there was an effort of each individual uh, there to attempt to be uh, very ethical and ethic- uh, ethical and accurate about the reporting. Mm-hmm. Did the Elohim ever do any? Um, uh, Interventions or channelings or make themselves known to Venus? We answer that this is the Elohim group, uh, aspect of the Elohim group coming in. They were not aware of us, and, and it's like the Ra group here that's there. They confirmed they were not familiar with the Elohim. They knew there was something there because there was an effect that they uh, couldn't account for. Uh, in some of the miracle healings and things, uh, that you weren't uh, really uh, 
although they were interacting, they really weren't uh, that much aware of it. The, in other words, the Elohim realized uh, that they were working very hard with the people of Venus. However, the um, the Ra group were, and were working very hard with the people of Venus, uh, but and they were aware of the Elohim. You might call it the effect, the effect of something beyond would have on mm-hmm. a situation, particularly when you would pray and intend, but he did not, you were not aware of the specifics. So the Elohim was helping, but people weren't aware specifically of the nature of yeah, the Yeah, they would, uh, they would assign it, say, uh, to God or, or to the beyond. It's like they did not, mm-hmm. they were not specifically aware of the group as the mm-hmm. Elohim as you are. As Okay. And, and when you had both of the groups that you were questioning at the same time, then we took a look at each other. Right. And they and the Elohim took a look at each other and began to communicate between themselves and be more real of each of the existence of the Elohim for the Ra group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our group has helped the evolution of the universe in a certain way by having well, the evolution of the individuals. And as you know, if the one individual. Uh, we'll, we'll catch on, uh, since all is one in, not in the third density where you are, but, or the fourth, but in the sixth density, all is one. And so, in, uh, a way, everyone gets it, if one gets it. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, one more question. To the Ra group, and that is, did Venus have any connection with the Anunnaki? Yes, the Anunnaki uh, did have a connection. They, they attempted, uh, they attempted landing. Uh, they attempted uh, an analysis of uh, the soil for gold and the um, it, whether the Venus planet would be a good planet to take over uh, or to populate, but they uh, chose uh, Earth instead because of the propensity for gold on in the in the Earth planet. Mm-hmm. You know there are different um, things I've read about why the Anunnaki wanted gold, and one of them was that they needed it for their atmosphere, and the other one was they were using it like monatomic gold as a kind of drug to get high or expand their sensitivity to higher dimensions. 
Yes. Do you, do you know which one? There was a certain yes. Go ahead. Which one of those was predominant in their need for gold? There, first of all, it wasn't just straight gold. It was the... Um, what would be the word for a different state of gold? Like, uh, like, um, there was a different state that, uh, a certain uh, aspect of gold that they could uh, isolate out and use for both getting high and infusing it through the atmosphere of Nebiru, which would bring the, the whole tone of the planet up and make it uh, more uh, viable towards life. And then they would use the inhaling of their, their aspect of gold uh, to connect them uh, more easily with their atmosphere. So there was a synergistic effect between inhaling it and having it in the atmosphere uh, for support of certain aspects of life. Mm-hmm. And what were the physical bodies of the Venetians like? Were they like our bodies or different? They were very, they were similar to our your bodies, but they were uh, more flowing. Uh, the mm-hmm. clothes were more uh, flowing. The people were more graceful because the people in uh, the earth plane are very much under a veil. And so when they're mm-hmm. in the veil, they don't connect with their surroundings as easily. They're more uh, concentrated and, and contracted and confined within their own uh, matrix fear of their bodies. Uh, the people mm. of Venus were more flowing and connected. He didn't have such a thick veil as the people on your planet, and so they were more correct, connected with their surroundings, and they could uh, flow easily into a situation and back out, and they, as a result, they even looked more graceful. Mm-hmm. And um were the Venetians aware of all the different planetary populations, like the reptiles and the insectoids and everything? Oh, they, they had records, yes. They, they had a lot of records of what planets, and, and they kept a lot of it on the like, um, internal like, computer. Uh, the I mean, uh, a computer, they, it was computerized, but then they had the ability to connect up with the computer and, and uh, to see, to read, you know, what was in But But it was for certain people with certain training. Uh, and and they, they had people that spent their whole life, um, like, compiling what went on in another star group or another star or another planet in a star, another star group. Uh, and, and they did this. One of the reasons they did this is so that individuals who 
we'd be going there to uh, disseminate uh, the Christ consciousness, crystal consciousness, uh, they would be able to connect easily uh, with that group and know what to expect when they got there. So this was an impetus of individuals who were oriented in this manner to uh, learn or and others to catalog what, just because of interest, you know, what's around us, you know, what's available uh, to catalog what it was like on other planets and uh, information beyond what you have available of how the uh, gravity worked and the star systems worked and and, and uh, how it all fit together. Mm-hmm. And when the population graduated, did they all graduate at the same time? Uh, was there a mass graduation, or was it when they when they dropped their bodies, they would go to fourth density Venus? Uh, this is a subject that is very broad and wide, and we do not wish to endeavor to go into it right now. We uh, okay. suggest that you may wish to move over to whole, to the healing list. Okay. Well, this is a really, really fascinating conversation, and I thank you for making yourself available to us to uh, deliver this information. And uh, and thank you for working with our group. And. You're making a contribution. You're a light. Your group, you all are a light within the... um, We see you as light uh, within your uh, population of which we see uh, isolated spots of dark. Thank you, and I thank the Elohim for um, all the work they're doing with us as well, and hosting you, and the collaboration that you both are having as a result of our group. Yes, and, and as a result of your inquiry and questioning. Yes. <laughs> so... Was that, were Terry and I on Venus ever have bodies there? We do not wish to pursue this area right now. We wish to move to the healing dust. Uh, okay. This is Wynn Live. And um, I just thought I would open the mics and... See if you guys, even hearing that for the second time, it's still amazing to me if you got anything out of it. Okay, hang on. All participants are unmuted. Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Oh. Fascinating, fascinating. Great, cool. No. <laughs> We need to continue those questions that, that that we left off at. Well, you know, we did another session 
the following week, which maybe I'll play next week, okay? Yeah, but there's still a lot more unanswered questions. You know, John, <laughs> there will always be unanswered questions. That's why I keep doing this, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what? You want to stay on, on channeling mode 24 hours a day? Yeah, no, it's really it's difficult. No, it's, yeah, it's, the interesting thing that I that I find um, that you've <laughs> happened to play this call is that we have been experimenting for yes. about two months with the 10-minute intention session. And we have been um, using the Christ consciousness and sending that energy down to the planet. And that's been a very interesting experiment because we've had other intentions. But when we started to use the Christ consciousness... Um, it seemed to have a profound effect. And it seemed to me, I came to this conclusion that the Christ consciousness appeared to be a band of um, many frequencies that were set up to work with individuals and every life form on the planet. And it seemed to it seemed to have a profound effect, more so than any other intention. So we had other intentions for sending love light, but uh, when we used the intention of the Christ consciousness, it was it had a profound effect and a much more powerful effect. Mm-hmm. Well. You've heard us talk about the Christ consciousness, right? Yes. You know, that it was a sixth density... uh, I use the word matrix, okay? Uh, A sixth density band of energy that we're in third density here. But when somebody connects with the Christ consciousness, they become open to unconditional love. They bypass the lower bands of frequencies. Mm -hmm. And then when a group becomes connected to the Christ consciousness, they have their relationships with each other are different. There's kind of acceptance and support, no matter where a person is at, without judgment. And um, in our group, those of you who are regulars, I know, treat each other that way. And um, and it's interesting that same six-density matrix was available to Venus population of Venus and the gr- according 
to the Carlo Rucker channelings. I think it was the Carlo Rucker channelings. Venus had a um, group soul that was working with it, similar to the manner in which the Ra group works with this planet. And that when the 20% of Venetians graduated, they became a group soul that would work with planetary populations. And supposedly, the group soul that was working with them went on to a higher level of um, working with things. And um, and in Venus, they called it the Christos. And 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 they described it. I think in the second call, I went deeper into that. The one that uh, I might play next week. And um, you know, one thing that was fascinating, and I should have asked more questions about it, is they reset the timeline of Venus back to first density to start over. And I didn't ask who set it back. Could the Ra group do that from their vantage point? Or was it the Elohim group? Or who could set the timeline of a, pop, a planet back in such a dramatic fashion? And I didn't ask that. The question occurred to me while I was listening to it, uh, exactly how that worked, you know? Now, um, anyone else have a question or comment? Um, I have a couple of quick ones. One is related to what you just said about setting back Venus, and my, my question is, uh, one of them is, uh, it said that the Earth is being an experiment, um, all these different groups here. My question would be on that also, who did that? Whose experiment is it? And then on the uh, Christ consciousness question, um, with the I, I recently watched a video where a woman said that she defined Christ consciousness as the, the law of one. She kind of said they were the same. I was wondering, um, is the Christ consciousness, would, would that be the true teachings of Jesus, do you think? Uh, well... I wouldn't say it that way. I would say Jesus was manifesting the Christ consciousness. He was manifesting that sixth density energy through his being. And, you know, in, in, a, in, in a certain way, some of you are doing that in, in your own way. It's not about teachings, although the teachings have keys to accessing the energy. Like in the teachings of Jesus, if you look at some of his famous sayings, judge not lest ye shall be judged. That is, that, if you are judging, you, you will be separating yourself from people. And you will not be able to access their consciousness. 
when two or more are gathered, um, there's an alchemical reaction when two, two or more people are gathered for a higher purpose, for, for the Christ energy, and it brings it in, okay? And, uh, you know, I remember when, when I was first starting to learn about this, and I was writing The Reincarnation of Edgar Casey. And Terry and I were going to coffee shops and restaurants, and um, and we would read the book aloud to each other, particularly the channelings, to see if there were any glitches or uh, mistakes. And when we did that, the energy came in, and we started to have this glowing energy around our table, and it would infect the entire restaurant. And sometimes we would spend the entire day in the restaurant working on this. And all the people there, the employees, could feel the energy. And they loved us. (laughs) They, They didn't want us to leave. Normally, if you spend that much time in a restaurant, they get integrated with you, but they didn't, you know? And we were looking at that and saying, um, I wonder if we're bringing in... Well, at that time, I didn't... We hadn't really talked about the Christ consciousness. And, um, but... I was wondering if the raw energy was coming in, but the raw energy would carry the Christ consciousness, okay? So Jesus, in his sayings, or in his, you know, the, the things that his disciples wrote, particularly Matthew, was trying to... Um, now, this is, you know, my assessment, was trying to explain the circumstances that would open people up to this Christ energy. So the teachings themselves were not the Christ energy, but the, you know, the, the wisdom in them of accessing the Christ energy was there. Teachings would would be a way to get to the energy would be my point, and the, the true teachings of Jesus might not be the same as what people think uh, Jesus said. Might be two different things. Well, you know the true teachings are energy; they're not words. You know, but you need some kind of thing to trigger the energy. Dodo's here, and we can't figure it out. Um, he gave many, many keys that, as you can read the keys and implement them, it helps connect with the energy. You know, it's it's not it's it's very nonlinear. It's hard to explain. But if you're on these calls as much as 
you guys are on the calls, and you keep coming back, what is that energy that keeps, keeps drawing you back, you know? And I would say you have been accessing the Christ energy as well as the Elohim energy, which is a little bit different. But you've been accessing it. Now you have to... The challenge of learning how to access that and not depend on the calls, you know? I mean, eventually you do it because it leaks over. You can't, you know, be exposed to something so many times without having um, to integrate it. Does that make sense, Don? Oh, yeah, but I was muted. That does. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's my take on it. And, and, and they've said it. They said that we were accessing the Christ energy. And, you know, we, we think of it, we try to say, well, I want to control it. How do I access it? I want to say, okay, Christ energy, come in. <laughs> and it doesn't quite work that way. Um, what do, you, what do you think about but, the idea of, of opening your heart chakra, or whatever that means exactly, but as, as a way to access Christ consciousness? What do you think about that? Well, you know, I've had interesting conversations about heart chakra, okay? And even the negative can open up their heart chakras, okay? It has to do with love of self, getting people to adore you. And... And it can look it can look very attractive when you see it, but it doesn't go to the Christ energy because it's manipulative. So opening the heart, it's got to be it's got to be more. Say that again. What about one of the higher chakras? Um, well, you, you probably. If the chakras are somewhat analogous to the density, okay? In other words, we're in third density, then there's fourth density, and then there's fifth density. Uh, fourth density would be somewhat related to the heart chakra. But there's negative on the fourth density. And fifth density is related to wisdom. Now, you can be wise and still be negative, just more powerfully negative, okay? Because you understand how things work. So there's negative in the fifth density. It's the sixth density where the law of one starts to prevail. And in the law of one, you begin to directly perceive everything as an aspect of yourself, okay? Would that and, correlate to uh, third eye chakra? Well, no, because the third eye chakra is psychic awareness, okay? And psychic, psychic awareness is probably beginning to open up to 
do it. But the thing about it is, somebody can use psychic awareness to manipulate other people. Okay, which is what about not what about brown? What about the crown chakra? We're running out of chakras here. What about what is that, <laughs> the crown chakra? Then? Well, probably, <laughs> probably, the crown chakra starts to open you up to intelligent infinity and the law of one. But keep in mind that someone who's negative or is negatively predisposed or wants power and control, I'm just suggesting this, can access a higher chakra and then go back to a lower chakra and do whatever they do to manipulate things. I've actually... Uh, I don't want it with somebody like that fairly recently that was very was very psychic and very manipulative and used you know their psychic used everything from anything higher to manipulate things in the lower you know right well Terry's channeled many times about that we really want to balance uh, chakra system. And it might not even depend on the chakra system. That might just be a physical uh, manifestation of the, you know, what we're talking about here. So it might be kind of a backwards way to look at it, if you take my meaning. And, and Don, well, I think it would be a good question to ask on the Wednesday regarding the chakra, chakra and, and the Christ energy. Uh-huh. But I think the Christ energy is beyond the chakras, Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And and it's just keep in mind it's so subtle that you're first you're in it and then you're out of it. And what was that? How come I felt good? How come my energy came into balance? I remember the very first time I experienced the Christ energy. I think well, it may not have been the first time, but the first time I recognized it, okay, was when I was younger, I was going to all of these teachers, all these gurus. It was the time of gurus. Swami Satchidananda, Krishnamurti, you know. Uh, um, and I was in you know, Berkeley, and it was, I was trying to figure, what's going on here? And I, I could get a lot of wisdom, and I could feel some loving energy. But then there's one teacher I went to that I, I, I got addicted to him. And I used to sit in his lectures, and while I sat in his lectures, I could feel everything inside me transform. And I used to be kind of uptight. My shoulders were tight, and, you know, I was trying to figure out myself and, and the world, and yet I would sit there, and that energy in my body would release, and I would go into a, an exalted state. And sometimes I would go home and I would write a song from that space. And he used to say that he was a reincarnation of John the Beloved, who was one of Jesus' disciples. He stopped saying that because it was too controversial to say it. But early on he said it. And I remember thinking, well, maybe he was John the Beloved, and maybe maybe this is the Christ consciousness through the Holy Spirit 
that Jesus talked about. And in retrospect, I'm sure it was. Okay? But I was still learning at the time. And he was a phenomenal influence uh, in those years. And then even Terry Friedman, who didn't necessarily uh, study our work about Elohim and Ra, Build our consciousness with him when he talked, you know? So, as much as you try to figure it out intellectually, I don't think you can. You can't find the rule to make it work. You can only experience it and keep experiencing it. Notice the experience, notice what brings it on, and, 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 how you can be to make that experience more more enduring, you know, so you don't lose it. And, uh, I mean, one of the keys is when two or more are gathered, you know. It's like we're gathering. If you can create your own personal situation where you can gather with another person and bring in the Christ consciousness, that will be a very advanced accomplishment. Any more questions? Or comments? Another, nobody else is commenting, so I will. Um, another, what I consider to be probably a teaching of Jesus, my favorite one, is the kingdom of God is within. And uh, I think if you could understand that, it would kind of the crux of the whole situation. Yeah, I don't think you can know that. I don't know if you can understand. I don't understand it. Okay? I seem to. I mean, when I talk, it seems like I understand things. But really, um, if you could put it into a succinct kind of thing, well, if you do this, you'll get the Christ consciousness. Everybody would have it, okay? Somebody would teach it, and we'd all do it, you know? Say this mantra. Uh, meditate every day for 45 minutes, you know? And you have to figure out what works for you, okay? And what makes it work. And, and it's an experiment. You're an experiment. And, I mean, I look at my life that way. I'm an experiment. I, I'm learning... Every time, all the time, what to do and how to verbalize things. And it looks like I know something, but I really don't, okay? <laughs> um, but I really do. I really don't, I really do. Terry, are you there? Hello, Terry. I mean... Uh, I had a conversation. We're talking about this guy that does this, the word for it, this psychic surgery. Okay? I was talking to the guy that works with him. Let me see. Maybe he went back to sleep. Are you sleeping? Hmm. Okay. And we're talking about how that works, right? And... Um, 
I had an experience two days ago, and it was quite amazing. My eyes were shut. He said, shut my eyes. And I wasn't expecting this. I, I, I took Terry there, and I wasn't even going to have anything done. But my eyes were shut, and, and I had some cataracts, right? And uh, I felt his hand go over my shut eyes. And when I opened my eyes, look at this. And he, he had these little balls in his hand. He said, well, this is the cataract that was in your right eye, and the smaller one was the cataract in his left eye. And that's exactly what um, the optometrist, or optician, I can't remember the call, told me. Oh. The one that was bigger than the left, right? He, had a, he actually had physical balls in his hand. So how does that work? My eyes were shut. He didn't poke his fingers into my eyes. He... He, he, you know, in quantum theory, and I think it's called the Heisenberg principle, um, matter is both a wave and a particle, okay? You've heard that, right? Have you guys heard that? Yep. Yeah. Well, somehow, he was accessing the wave aspect not the particle aspect. And he was able to move something out of my eyes and through my eyelid, and it was in his hand, and it became a particle again. And, uh, you know, he does that with tumors. He does it with all kinds of stuff. And it's amazing to watch. And it's like... The laws of the physical universe are suspended. And when I asked the Elohim about it, they said he was accessing the one infinite creator, which can immediately shift everything. And he happened to be a Catholic, and he would do this and he would pray and obviously he was connecting to the Christ consciousness, but he was going beyond that to be able to to uh, to transcend the laws of the physical universe. And he, he's done this for many people. And uh, I didn't have you know have the answer to how it worked, but I think that's the answer. And um, can I do it? I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Who knows? Um, in any case, in any case, um, one more question if anyone has it. Not from you, Doc. Let somebody else say it. Okay. So I think Terry is taking her rest. I don't think she's going to do the healing list. Um, she's doing quite a bit better today. 
And uh, let's see if keeps recuperating. And Tita, are you there? All participants are muted, and they can unmute themselves. Hello, Tita. I am here. Okay. You know, you can go through that list, and if I can, I will attempt to make a comment. If I know something I might recommend, I'm not the Elohim or the Ra group, but um, I'll do my best. And uh, feel free, you know, to ask your question again when Terry is online, okay? So uh, go ahead, TJ. Thank you. I call in the love light of protection around each and every person on this healing list, a subject of the healing list, listening to this call, listening to a replay, or reading a transcript. Highs from Los Molinos. I request additional healing for my swollen left knee. Thank you very much. Okay. And that one, I'm going to have to leave that to our sources, and I assume they heard it, and they will do their best. Okay? Next. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, the Elohim. Sita <laughs> from England. Um, thank you to all of our beautiful friends in the higher realms for co-creating with us and helping us to manifest a beautiful new reality. I put into the love light any of my previous prayer requests that are important for the highest and greatest good. Thank you for sending peaceful resolution to all that it concerns and setting any negative agendas off course. Thank you. Thank John? you, Hyde. Well, I was supposed to make a comment, remember? Go ahead, Wade. Um, <laughs> well, you know, Hyde is an example of someone in my opinion, who has internalized this connection with Christ's consciousness. And, um, and his requests are really heard. For those of you that heard my interview with him last Thursday, and, um, Tune into highs, and 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 you can learn something about that. Okay, and I I I put the prayer out that everything he's asking for here will manifest for him. Next, 
John from Las Vegas. Please put decentralized cryptocurrencies into the love light for massive worldwide adoption, for privacy and for them to be used as a monetary system that is free from capital gains tax and free from surveillance. Please help decentralized cryptocurrencies to become more accessible and easier for people to use and understand. Thank you. Hmm. Okay. If, if I'm to make a comment on that, I have always personally asked this question about cryptocurrencies if it wasn't some kind of master plot by the negative to make a worldwide currency and uh, have a, a monetary system in the world. And I would like to, you know, say that I hope that it's possible to have a monetary system that is outside of the control of the negative. And I support that idea because in case you haven't figured it out, money and um, survival are the two, are two biggest things on our planet that control people one way or another and the negative uses it. And so if there can be a system that's outside of that control, I think that's a wonderful idea. But I don't know if the Elohim can control that from their side to make it happen that way. But if they can, then I put it out there that they do. And next. Thank you. Natalia from North Carolina. Putting in the love light, my artwork, expansion to reach out to those who feel drawn to it. Calling in the aligned partner. I'm starting to meet more people and calling in my partner here on Earth. Any suggestions how to maneuver, especially in understanding people I come across? Thank you. Okay, now... We could all do with that. Yeah. <laughs> calling in our partners. <laughs> calling in our partners and... Uh... Having our perfect partner and to expand our, our creativity so it touches other people. Okay. Do you know, um, I've had that same challenge and in the work we're doing. How do I reach out to those who feel drawn to it? How do they know we exist? 
I know. There's, you know, the first thing is to think. Now I'm not. Now I'm just saying this to, um, you know, see if it fits. Okay. I'll speak from my own experience because I've been doing it. You know, this work we do is really out of the box. And when we started it, I didn't know how it would impact people. I didn't know what would happen. And I drew a lot of people towards me and towards the work and towards Terry. And um, I didn't know how to help them change their lives with the work. So I just kept plodding forward and putting it out and putting it out. And I started to understand its impact. And we kept asking questions. And I kept learning more about what to do and what worked and what didn't work. And, you know, when you have an expression to put out into the world, if you can get a small group that responds to it, you get the keys to how to put it out to a larger group and put it out so that um, understand the needs of people that it fulfills and so you can express it to them in a way that they sense this could fulfill my needs. And in your case, you just have to put your artwork out. I mean, I would find little coffee shops or little restaurants and say, can I hang my artwork here? And see if they'll say yes, if it fits their environment and put little price tags on them and a way to contact you. And, and you can keep building from there. And uh, it's like if you're a musician or a performer, you start out doing small clubs and if people respond to you, you get more confident. And you can do bigger clubs. Uh, and if you can, you know, who knows? You never know. Sometimes there's a portal into reaching a mass consciousness. And But if you keep putting it out, you increase your chances of finding that portal or that person who believes in you. And... Um, and that's all I can say to that, okay? Thank you. Shirley Odenweller from Columbus. Thank you, Wynn, Terry, Elohim, Ra, and everyone on the call for last week's blessings. Asking that my daughter, Alana, and I be put into the light for strength, protection, and healing for our panic attacks to be lessened as we go through the court process 
next Tuesday. Thank you, love and light to all. Thank you. Mm. Okay, I'm doing that. And can you figure out what causes your panic attacks? Is it an old trigger? Most of the time, it is. It's a trigger from something that happened earlier in this life or in another life. And if you can look at what triggers your panic attacks, you get a key. You may not know the specific incident, but you can start to put it together. And and I send huge blessings to you and and your daughter for successfully handling all this, handling all this. And next, Thank yeah. Thank you. And I'd like to say goodbye to everybody on BBS Radio. Hope you enjoyed and hope it was helpful to you. Much love to everyone who's listening. And we will see you, or feel you next Sunday. For the people on BBS Radio, anyone new that's listening that wants to know about our work or wants to know about all the calls we do every week, we use conference calls as a way of creating a manifestation, okay? And we have a website that has all the phone numbers plus 2,000 of our previous sessions, which truthfully are epic, uh, um, ongoing conversations with uh, the group soul that created the universe, so they say. You have to prove it to yourself by listening to them. And that website is thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net, okay? And next, Fiji, go ahead. Fiji, I wanted to put Terry Brown, wanted to put Terry Brown on the uh, list, but I couldn't find the page. Okay, let me just continue till I get to the bottom. Thanks, Don. Joe from New Mexico. I see all my prayers I have ever prayed that honoured the free will and the highest and greatest good of all come to fruition now. I see Mother Earth receiving all assistance to fully own her ability to control the weather systems herself. I see all negative brain rewiring stop and its effects fully reversed now. I call on the whole of the positively orientated universe to offer a continuous prayer for a well-being of our beautiful Mother Earth, our human family, our flora and fauna, and all the sentient beings. So it is. Thank you. And thank you, Joe. And thank you for your consistent focus on the bigger pictures and 
I know you're getting support from the higher realms. And I ask them to continue their support. Yeah. Next. Um, Terry Brown from Sedona. Please put Terry Brown into the love light for complete and total beautiful recovery and her body systems and the cells and molecules to be rejuvenated and resonating in the frequency of complete healing and that she may get the rest and rejuvenation that she is seeking for the highest and greatest good. Thank you. Joy T from Issaquah. And Joy T has asked three or four questions. And Joy T, you're better off asking these on a Wednesday 